Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm really excited to do a solo episode. I feel like we haven't done one in a bit. And um, I'm hoping that today's episode will take your mind off of some things that are going on in the world. I know we've been talking a lot, a lot about the coronavirus with, you know, everywhere you look. And I'm going to do my best to make sure we don't talk about it in this episode, not because it isn't going on. And it isn't a horrible, terrible pandemic that we're in, but because maybe you can feel an hour, 30, 40 minutes of distraction and get your mind off of that. And I don't know, maybe that'll make you happy. So I asked you what I should talk about on this week's solo episode, and I made a list of everything that you want to talk about. The first thing was really cute. Someone said your boyfriend's chart. Um, So I will get into it a little bit. So actually after our first date, and I'm sure I've said this already, but after our first date, I somehow finagled like asking what his birth time was in a way that wasn't psychotic. Or actually this is what happened. And it's so funny because he's going to listen to this and be like, wow, I had no idea that you were scheming the whole time. But I said something about, we were talking about this summer and this was when um, obviously, you know, trips this summer were in order and still happening. Um, And I was talking about how I was going to Italy in June, which I'm not anymore. And I was like, but, you know, hopefully I'll be back in time for my poppy, my grandpa's birthday. And like in in the beginning of July. And he was like, oh, when is it? And I was like, oh, it's July 3rd. Or something like that. And he was like, oh, like mine is July 5th or something. And obviously I already knew his birthday, of course, but I didn't know the time he was born. And so, but even then I was like, oh, really? Like, oh, you're a cancer or something like that. And he was like, ah, yeah. And um, somehow I finagled, um, do you know what time you were born into the conversation? Then like we walked through Washington Square Park. It was really cute, snowy. And then um, when we kind of like parted ways from each other, I made some joke like, don't don't forget to ask your mom what time you were born. And like two minutes later, I got a response with 946. Yeah, it was it was 946 a.m. He had asked his mom and I was so excited. I literally like went straight to Safari and I looked up um, his whole chart and was really nervous about it. 
But luckily, it was a really good chart. And um, he is a Virgo rising. I don't know. Have I said his name yet? I, I hope I haven't. Um, but he's a Virgo rising and he is a Sagittarius moon. He's got a Mars in Aries, which really works for my Mars in Gemini. He's got a Venus in Gemini, which is, you know, a risky placement, meaning like he gets easily bored, but I am pretty sure I probably get more easily bored. Um, so we are a pretty good match and we have the same rising sign, which is cool. I think that just, you know, that shows that we have, we're both like perfectionists and you can actually tell whenever we do a TikTok together, he is always like, um, no, like we need to do it again. We, you know, mess up the one thing and he's super perfectionist about it. And it's so funny. Um, and I like act, I pretend to be annoyed, but I actually really like that about him. Um, Anyway, that's his chart for the most part. Moving on. Uh, someone wanted to, someone wanted me to talk about sexting and nudes. I guess it's a popular time right now for sexting and nudes. Um, so I would say, you know, a lot of people actually have wrote in and were like, you know, I've been seeing someone for two months. Is it too soon to send them a sexy picture or a nude? No way. It's definitely not too soon. Just don't put your face in it. I've sent them out like a couple weeks into seeing someone. And I think it's a perfect way of reminding someone that you are thinking of them. And if you, if you've already, I don't think you should be sending nudes necessarily. Like if you haven't had sex, I think maybe you can send like suggestive photos, but you shouldn't be showing them the goods over the internet or text before you've shown them the goods in real life. Um, because there are ways that you can, you know, manufacture the goods to make them look better virtually than they do in real life. Um, actually, it was really funny. My my group of friends from college and I have a group chat and we were all like sending pictures of our boobs to each other because that's the new level of boredom. And we, my friend and I both sent our picture of boobs of our boobs and it was a live photo. So you could see that like we lifted them up. And then at the end of the live photo, you could see that we like, <laughs> like let go of them. And it was so funny. Um, and just shows that like, obviously, you know, when you're sending a picture of your boobs, even if it's to your friend, you want them to look good. So that's not necessarily what they're going to look like in real life. But I think sending nudes is great. It's healthy. Just don't put your face in it. Don't be stupid about it. Stop sending nudes over Snapchat. But I guess if you're like in your early 20s, that's kind of all you do. So keep doing it if you're in your early 20s. Staying mentally healthy now. It's definitely not easy. We've already watched Tiger King to completion. We're up to date in little fires everywhere. There's pretty much nothing left that we could watch. Obviously, we watch Love is Blind. You know, if you have any shows, please write them in. Um, but, you know... I'm saying you know a lot and I, I can tell and I just want you to know that I'm going to stop doing it for the rest of the episode now. But staying mentally healthy, first of all, you should, if you have a therapist, you should still be seeing your therapist virtually, especially if you are feeling mentally unwell. I know a lot of people have lost their jobs or been furloughed. 
you know, if you're going through, I said, you know, again, oh my God, I'm sorry. If you're going through something professionally or personally, other than this whole pandemic, you should definitely be talking to someone. There are so many great therapists who are still taking on clients, taking on new clients, even if it's virtual. I've mentioned them a lot on my Instagram for the podcast, but if you haven't picked up on any of them, feel free to DM me. I will send you some great therapists who are taking new clients. I haven't really been working out a ton and I know that I feel better and more mentally strong when I do work out. I used to do SLT at least once a week and I feel like my body is just changing already from not having done it for like two weeks and that's been tough. So what I've been trying to do is I have a mat that I used to do yoga on. So I'm taking out my mat and doing like some exercises here and there, or I'm dancing with friends over FaceTime or doing some complicated TikToks, but at least I'm moving every day, which is really important. Sex is also a really good way to stay in shape and mentally healthy if you're quarantined with a significant other. If not, don't go out and seek sex because that could be dangerous and I don't want to encourage that. But I would say in order to stay mentally healthy, talk to a therapist, do some creative exercise that gives you an outlet, whether it's drawing or doing a puzzle or, you know, writing a song or writing an article, anything that is some sort of release for you can be really important during this time. And don't forget to keep staying in touch with your friends check on your friends. I mean, I've, I've tons of friends who are quarantined by themselves right now. And I've really been trying to check on them. I'm not perfect about it, but just because they don't reach out to me doesn't mean that they might not be lonely or something. So I think like doing service and helping other people in a time like this can really actually help your mental health and you stay sane, checking in on your family, on someone you know that might have corona or has some symptoms, just like keeping a schedule every day. Like I wake up at this time, I eat lunch at this time, I eat dinner at this time. And in between, I, you know, I'm doing this virtual streaming workout or I'm having a regular FaceTime with this friend. It's really important to make sure that you're still celebrating your life because a lot of people are not doing well right now. And for the people who are, it's not the end of the world that you are cooped up in your apartment or your house. And you should really make the best of it because hopefully we're going to look back hopefully a few months from now, definitely a few years from now and be like, oh, I really didn't value that time that I had in my apartment. And I just kind of hated it. And it drove me insane. But now I'm running around and I, I think back on that time and I wish that I had created something that I could look back on and say, wow, yeah, I was stuck in my apartment, but I wrote Beethoven's 15th Symphony or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Someone wanted me to talk about rules that I have on dating. I actually was getting a lot of shit recently in the DMs because I broke my own dating rules with my boyfriend. But I want to explain that. And I did explain a little bit on my last episode. I only did that because I had had the confidence that he was interested in me. He kind of like told me um, it's complicated. I can't really explain the story yet, but he was drunk one night and 
spilled his truths to me about how he felt. Um, and I knew that when I ran into him again and I knew that he had feelings for me and I knew that he was single. So it was kind of like at that point, all rules were out the window, but in, in another situation, when you're just meeting someone for the first time, I think there are some rules that are important to stick by. And I'm happy to talk about some of mine. I don't think you should have more than two drinks on a first date. I don't think that you should sleep with someone on a first date if you've never met them before that first date. I don't think that you need to text someone thank you after a date. I actually hate when people do this. Um, I'm talking more for women just because that's the side that I know and can relate to. When I go on a first date and the guy, let's say the guy pays because he invited me on the date and the person who invites the person on the date should pay, I will thank him in that moment and be very gracious about it. Thank you so much. This was so wonderful. I really appreciate it. And then I will continue living my life after we separate from each other. And I will let him use his own conscience to decide if he wants to see me again, as opposed to interrupting that flow of thought by saying, oh, thank you again, by the way. Why do I need to thank him again for spending $20 on me? Like, no, I thanked you on the date. I don't need to thank you again. And I want you to let me know if you're interested by texting me again. That's just how I feel. Like there's so many clear signs when you're on a date, if someone's interested in you, like if I'm laughing at your jokes, if I'm smiling at you, giving you the look, like I'm interested in you. I don't need to send you another thank you after one drink. So those are pretty much all my rules. I mean, there are some things that I, that I take from the rules, which is like a very old book from the 90s that actually my friend Brooke DeVard followed and got her husband. That is, I think, one of our early episodes. I think it's like 12, episode 12 or 11, but you can go back and find it. Some of those rules are extreme, but some I actually did like. It. One of them was, uh, these are rules for women, by the way. So if you're a guy listening, um, don't listen. Um, but one of them was like, end every phone call be the first to end every phone call. And I actually really like that because as someone who hates being vulnerable, I think it's really cool to have this like vibe going on the phone with someone and then be like, oh, actually like this is really, this has been amazing, but I got to run. I just think there's something cool about it, something like in control about it and it leaves a guy wanting more. So I think it is cool to end the conversation first. Um, my rules when it comes to texting is like always ask a question back. You don't want to be that person who someone's texting and feels like they're pulling teeth with. And when you ask a question back always, then you're not the last person to have said something because usually they answer the question. Um, and some guys are not, you know, the smartest and they need to know that, oh, this is a text I need to respond to. So always ask a question back. Never ask, what are we? Nobody likes that. It's just not cute. I know I know my rules can be controversial to some of you. And some of you might be sitting there listening to this being like, who the fuck does she think she is? Uh, and you're right. I don't know who I think I am. I'm just explaining because I'm, I'm nothing except for someone who's gone through these things and had my own experiences with them and are sharing them with you now. And what are we has never worked. 
I remember a guy actually in college that I was dating, really, really sweet guy, adorable. And I, and I liked him. He asked, what are we one time? And it just totally threw me. Like I was not into him after that. And it was weird because I want like I was into him, you know, and then him being so insecure about like where we stood just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And granted, I was in college and I was immature. And who knows how I'd feel now if a guy asked what are we, who I really, really had strong feelings for. But based on my visceral reaction to the question, I just don't think that what are we is a good idea. Like whenever I've had to ask what are we to someone I'm dating now as you know i think the last time i asked it was maybe when i was 27 um it was because i was so insecure about what we were and i just didn't feel i didn't feel any anything like positive from them i i felt like i needed this kind of control that i didn't have and i didn't know what he was doing sometimes because we weren't talking 24/7 and there were moments that he wouldn't be as communicative or I went away one weekend and he like wasn't available for FaceTime, you know, like there were red flags. And that's why I was asking the question, like, what are we? It wasn't because of anything else. And I think that that comes, that just is, becomes very obvious to the person that you're asking it to. Someone asked how I'm continuing self-care and maintenance. That's funny uh, because I said I wasn't going to talk about Corona, but this is not talking about Corona itself. This is just talking about continuing self-care and maintenance when you're at home for long periods of time. In terms of maintenance, my nails look crazy. I got my, I never get gel manicures. I got my second gel manicure ever about two weeks before Corona. And I can't even explain to you how awful it looks now. And I'm terrified to take off the gel manicure by myself. So I'm kind of just sitting here with like a half on half off gel manicure. And I'm not kidding you. I have dreams where I go to the nail salon in my dream and I get my gel taken off and new, like I get like fresh nails. And that's how desperate I am to have, (laughs) to have normal nails again. And I'm just too scared to take it off myself because my sister did it and she like burned herself And I just don't feel like I'm that savvy. So that's where I'm at right now. My toes, luckily pedicures for me last like a while. So my toes somehow look intact. I am someone who waxes down there. And I go to the most amazing woman. Her name is Lydia. And I hadn't seen Lydia for, I think it was like a week and a half before this all hit. And I was planning to see her. And they closed naturally. And so I literally can't explain to you what's going on down there, but it's like, (laughs) it reminds me of Amy Schumer's stand-up when she talks about like when you accidentally, like how everyone has accidentally seen their mom's bush when they were younger. And it's like, you see it and you're like, oh my God, like, (laughs) and then you have to like weed it out of the way to see your mom because like everyone's mom just had a huge bush when we were younger and probably still does. Anyway, so that's me right now. Um, It's getting rough down there. I don't... There's nothing I can do about it. When you wax, you can't just shave. You can't just go from waxing your whole life to shaving and like ruining everything. Waxing is so good because like they get into your ingrowns. And so when you start shaving, everything comes back. And so for me, I'm not doing anything. But my friend did tell me that she knows how to how to like at home wax really well. 
So I think I'm going to have to call her soon and get those tips. And if I do, I'm going to share that with all of you guys. My eyebrows are out of control. Luckily, I'm not like that hairy of a person in general. So when I say I have a bush, like I I don't really, but it's not great down there. And my eyebrows are not a unibrow, but they're still not shaped right now. And what else in terms of maintenance? Um, I, I guess that's all. Like I don't really do much else. I don't dye my hair. I sometimes will do a gloss because, you know, we're nearing 30 and we have grays every now and then. Um, and a gloss is like when you you go to the salon and they just kind of fill in your grays and make it the same color as your hair. I haven't done that in a while. I'm sure this situation has left me with way more grays than I had before. So yeah, maybe I have a couple of those, whatever. It is what it is. Um, and that's like kind of it in terms of maintenance. I do. I used to get facials. Obviously, I don't get facials now. I've been using pimple cream if I have a pimple. I've been kind of shameless about that with my new boyfriend. Like the pimple cream goes on in front of him. It is what it is. In terms of self-care, like it goes back to staying mentally healthy. Like it's the same thing. Just trying to do things for me that make me feel good. Cooking relaxes me. Baking relaxes me. Um, And not like overdoing it and not eating too much and feeling gross because I wouldn't be happy waking up feeling bad about my myself and how I treated my body. So just like maintaining some semblance of normalcy. And um, if you're so, like, if you're quarantining with, with yourself or not with a partner, that's why it's so important to start FaceTiming or Zooming with someone so you have motivation if you can't do it yourself to at least like look good and stuff, um, which leads me to my next topic, which is the matchmaking so far that I've been doing. I have made over 200 matches. It's been a trip. I've been on my computer the entire time making this huge Excel spreadsheet. My boyfriend thinks I'm insane. Like we'll be watching, we were watching Tiger King and I was just like doing the matches. And then every five minutes I'd look up and be like, wait, wait, can we rewind? And he's like, are you kidding? But I'm really enjoying it. It makes me so happy to potentially facilitate a relationship during this awful time that we're going through. So I'm going to keep doing it. The feedback so far has been good. Every now and then there's someone who I'll set them up over email and one person won't respond. And then I will, you know, match them with someone else. I did get one response, two responses that really annoyed me. One, this guy responded and he was like, hey, I'm actually going to pull it up because I have to read it to you verbatim. And he probably is listening to this, but I don't care because it was just so ridiculous. He needs to hear it. He said, Lindsay, hope you're keeping safe and healthy. And thanks for setting this up. Want your opinion on something. Blank got my name wrong in her email response to me and it rubbed me the wrong way. Would it be too much to be set up with someone else given the lack of boys? Like, yeah, motherfucker. That's ridiculous. Like someone who's really busy and working hard right now, working from home, spelled your name wrong on an email. And so it rubbed you the wrong way and you want to be set up with someone else. Like get over yourself, honey, get over yourself. And don't use the fact that I said there are more girls than boys against me to try to get set up with someone else. Like that was not cute and really annoying. So that happened. And then the other one was like, oh, my sister has a conflict of interest with 
this girl that you set me up with. So like, can you not? It was just ridiculous. And I really didn't like that. But other than that, matchmaking has been going really well. And a few matches are talking like every day and hopefully we'll meet up after this. So I'm going to continue to do that. And if you're a girl who hasn't been matched or a guy who hasn't been matched, please be patient with me. It doesn't mean that like you might not get matched at all because sadly I'm only one person, but I know there's tons of different places that are doing matchmaking right now. So don't give up hope. And if you don't meet someone during this time, it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't aligned for you at this moment and you will meet someone. And so keep your head up, stay positive about it. And then going back to just like self-care and maintenance for a second, I know that we're all at home and it's really hard to eat properly and hold yourself accountable for what you're putting in your body right now. And as you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Saqqara. Saqqara, it doesn't restrict anything that you eat. It just nourishes your body with really healthy and nutritious food. And Saqqara is still happening right now amongst the pandemic. Saqqara is still around and able to deliver to you. And Saqqara not only has delicious meals, but they have supplements and herbal teas. So for example, the detox tea is something that I drink after every meal I have. Well, basically just breakfast and lunch because after dinner, I just naturally detox by sleeping. But they also have this amazing metabolism super powder. And it's an all natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. So I, during the week, like Monday through Friday, I make this smoothie for myself in the morning and I add the metabolism super powder and it's got this like chocolatey flavor that's really good. And it just like immediately like clears anything in my system that I was eating the night before. And Sakara is actually offering you guys 20% off your first order. You just go to sakara.com slash Acme or you can enter A-C-M-E, Acme at checkout. So S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme. Get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash Acme. And you'll feel a lot better about, you know, staying mentally healthy, maintaining your body and like your self-care. It honestly always starts with what you put in your mouth. Like it never really matters if you work out or not. That's more of like a mental thing. But it's so important what you put into your body and it'll make you feel good and give you more ex- like more energy to exercise and to do TikToks, which is something that I've been loving. So just one more time, go to sakara.com and use the code ACME at checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. Someone asked if I could talk about tips for quarantining with your partner. I made three notes under this, sex, fights, and poop. Um, If you're quarantining with your partner, sex is still something that's essential to every relationship, as you know. So I've heard a mixed review on whether people are having more sex or less sex. And I've actually heard people are having less sex. And people are just feeling less sexy because they're not doing anything during the day, you know? And I feel like a lot of people get their drive from like working hard or doing something that makes them feel driven. So I'm not surprised if people aren't having a lot of sex. Um, For me personally, not that you asked, but it's a new relationship. So luckily we've been 
good about that. But I can only imagine if we'd been together for a few years by now that it would be hard to keep things sexy. So I think, you know, you're in this apartment or this house all day cooped up with someone, but you can still find ways to see each other in like a light that you haven't seen, whether that's using toys or like lubes, or there's like this gel, actually, it's like a G spot gel that I've tried. That's really cool. It's from, I think it's unbound, unbound babes. Um, but there's all these different ways and you can try new things. Like you have all this time. Maybe you want to try anal. Maybe that's disgusting to you. Maybe you just want to try a different position. Maybe you finally want to have sex in the kitchen and you never have. Maybe you want to have sex on the couch because who cares who's watching? Maybe you feel like entertaining the neighbors and putting on a show. Whatever you're in the mood for, like do it. And if you're not in the mood, then maybe you need to get that drive up by being more active and working out a little bit or working on that new project and getting your mood up so that you can feel sexy again. And maybe you want to watch porn together. There's tons of porn websites that you can check out right now. I mean, they haven't gone anywhere. Maybe you want to do some role play or ask your partner what their like deep, dark fantasy is when it comes to sex. And you can play that out for them. Why not? There's no better time than now to work on your sex. Fights. Um, Again, like because we're so new, I haven't really fought with my partner except like us annoying each other on purpose um, because we have nothing else to do. But I know that a lot of fights have come up. I think it's hard. You're in each other's space like all the time. So you have to create some type of boundary between one another, like whether it's during you working from home, um, you know, maybe you work in different rooms and then you miss each other because you haven't seen each other in a while. Or maybe you just take some space from one another and like don't talk out loud to each other for however many hours you need. I don't know like necessarily what the fights have been about, but I would say now more than ever, you have to be mindful of your partner because they're in your space and you're in theirs. So I also think that like, this is a time when you really realize if you want to be with someone or not. Like I know people are breaking up because they're like, I don't want to be stuck with this person for however long. Like, I don't like the way they touch me or I don't like the way they clean up around the house. You know, you're seeing people for who they really are right now and how they act in these situations. Maybe someone's being too negative or maybe someone's being too positive and you're feeling negative and maybe they're not understanding your emotions. There's so many different ways that you can fight. But I think you have to use the same coping mechanisms that you do in your daily life. And like, you know how to fight with someone. So if you've been dating for a while, like now, again, now's like the time to exercise those skills. Poop. Um, if you're quarantined with someone, you're going to have to talk about poop. If you haven't talked about it yet, it's happening. You don't have to make it that unsexy. You don't have to say like, oh, I'm going to poop now. You can have a fun code word for it. Like, oh, I'm going to talk to the kids or whatever it is. Come up with something cute. 
and, you know, make it nice and not gross and disgusting. And don't forget to light a match when you're done because that's disgusting if you don't. Someone asked me to talk about meeting boyfriend's parents and him meeting mine. This is funny. We did this on Zoom conference. Um, after we became official, we he had actually met mine uh, before before Corona happened because my grandma passed away and we had a shiva and he came. This was like before we were official. And so it was a lot that he came, but it was so sweet. I remember I actually said to my therapist, like, I really wish he would come. And then he asked me if he could come and he came and he brought cookies and was such a sweetie. So he had met my parents. And, um, after we came, we became official, I was like, I think I said something like, would love to, you know, FaceTime with your parents. Um, and I know his parents are adorable because he had told me a little bit about them. And so we FaceTimed with his parents and it was so cute. And we just talked about like what shows we've been watching and it was very casual. And then, you know, he Zoomed with my parents and now we've done all the Zooming with or FaceTiming with all the families. Um, I FaceTimed with his sister. He's FaceTimed with my sister. It's been cute, but I'm more excited to do it all in person because his family seems so wonderful and I'm looking forward to spending more time with them. Um, one night stands someone wants to talk about, and then we're going to do some poll questions and wrap up. Um, I've actually never really had a one night stand. I used to joke like they always come back for more so I can never do a one night stand. But the reality is I just like, wasn't that's it's not hot to me. Like I have to feel something to to enjoy sex with someone. But, you know, I think one night stands are great. There's nothing wrong with them. You just have to be aware that it's a one night stand and treat it as such. Like almost like don't even give them your number if you want it to be a one night stand. Like keep it for exactly what it is. And that's kind of all my thoughts on one night stands. I wish I had more information about it, but I, I guess I had like... Uh, did I know I, the only like closest thing to one night stand that I had was when I had sex with someone on our first date. And then I never spoke to them again. Cause I was so embarrassed by my behavior. But I mean, we actually have spoken since cause he's a friend of a friend. So that again, doesn't really count, but one night stands are awesome. If you like them, do them, but don't expect more out of them. Okay. I'm going to go through some poll questions with myself. You're finding out during the quarantine that you and significant other can't have a future together due to different times in your lives. Should you wait to break up with them? No, don't wait. Do it now and then be alone during quarantine. Like be free of this person. But it's easier said than done. Long-term significant other says they need alone time after quarantining for 48 hours. Normal or not normal? Most people said this was normal. I don't think it's normal. Um, Like... If you're my long-term significant other, guess what? You're stuck with me forever. You're not allowed to have this many days off from me. And if you want this many days off from me, why? Had two virtual dates with someone. Person has roommates, been in contact with many people recently. Is it okay to go for a walk on date three? I would say no, probably just... But if you if you need to, because we can't like physically stop you, put on a mask and gloves and stay six feet away. Is it ever too late to say I love you? I would say no, not unless like you've already broken up and they're dating someone else. But like there is kind of a sweet spot. And I would say it's anywhere between like three and six months. And if you're waiting longer than six months, why? Let's see. 
Um, I'm looking for ones that have like close answers. Is it selfish to go to your parents' home if you haven't tested negative for Corona? I would say yes. Like protect our elders. We love our parents. Seeing someone across the country don't know next time you'll see each other can't stop thinking about the future. Bad time to bring it up. Mm, no, I mean, if if you're thinking about the future as in like we don't have one, then same deal, like break it off. End things with someone you've been seeing for a month if they forgot your birthday. Fuck yeah. Like what? But also, have you been talking about like, oh my God, it's my birthday soon, blah, 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 because some people are really dumb. Um, is it okay to come and go if you live in a shared apartment? No way. Have respect for your roommates. God damn it. Is it okay for your significant other to come visit you and your family for a weekend in a neighboring state? Um, yeah, if they test negative and don't waste a test. So that's a hard situation I just put you in. <laughs> significant other of three months says they love you and want to get married when the time is right. Just infatuated or could really be in love? I would say probably just infatuated. Let's see how they feel in a year from now. How long until you know for sure, until you for sure know that you're in love with someone? Three to four months or five to six plus months? We kind of just talked about it. Um, I would say like in between three and six, but like at three, you're still like, hmm, but do I? So like you could still say it then, but I, I don't know. I'm sure like you need to, maybe you need to like be out of quarantine to really know if you love someone or maybe quarantine has nothing to do with it and love is love and maybe quarantine excels it. I'm not sure, but thank you for letting me do a solo episode. I really appreciated talking to you and I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like I spoke really fast and I hope I didn't ramble. If you have any thoughts, please slide into my DMs. Can you write us a review? That would be so cool if you could write us a review for the podcast. Um, you can just do it in the iTunes podcast section. And um, that's it for now. I hope you are staying safe and staying sane. And I'm here if you need anything. Just again, slide into the DM. All right. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.